Welcome to CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter, and you're watching the 3B4. We are so encouraged to see how our men's breakfast and dinner is encouraging guys from both campuses to get together and fellowship and build relationships. In October, the men's dinner will be on Wednesday, October 4th at 6 p.m. at Schaefer's Canal House in Chesapeake City. The breakfast will be on Saturday, October 14th at 7.30 a.m. at the Bear Campus. Guys, if you have not been to one of these, we would love to see you get involved. To learn more, go to ctcde.church slash lifegroups. Angel Tree is a ministry of prison fellowship that helps distribute Christmas gifts to children who have parents that are incarcerated. We have been blessed to partner with this ministry for many years. This year's kickoff will be the weekend of October 14th and 15th. The tree will be set up in the mall at the Bear Campus, and you can stop by and pick up one or more angels. If you would like to serve in this ministry, send an email to lpoindexter at ctcde.church. Many of you have asked when our merchandise store is returning. Well, it's back. With this new store, there is not a deadline to order, and the items will be sent directly to your home. You will find hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, and more. These items not only help us show pride in our church, but can be great conversation starters. To get to the store, scan the QR code on your bulletin, or you can find a link on the homepage of our website. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our ministries by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you be feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. If you're in the room, we welcome you. If you're worshiping with us online, uh, we want to welcome you, especially today, and thank you for worshiping with us. Are you ready to worship the Lord today? Can we stand? The psalmist said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen? Because there's joy in the house. There's joy in his presence. And God, we thank you for the privilege of being able to be in your presence today. We worship you, God. Oh, 
Come on and give the Lord a shout of praise. God, we worship you today. We worship you today, God, because of all that you are. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being in your house. And so, Lord, when we come together, we bring joy. We come with joy. Folks, even though we might have come from, you may have had the most difficult week you've had in a long time. You may have had the greatest week you've had in a long time. But when we come together in the presence of the Lord, one of the things that we try to do right off the bat is to get everybody kind of on the same page in the same place, ready to rejoice and ready to receive from the Lord. Because when we praise, when we worship, when we show how much we adore Him, we open our hearts for Him to work in us, for His Word to do His work in us. So that's why we're here today. So God, we pray that as we continue to worship You today, that Your Spirit would continue to move among us. Lord, bring joy and restoration where it needs to be where it needs to be brought in people's lives today. Lord, help us to rejoice in you for all the things that we have to be grateful for. We give praise and honor to you today and every day. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Can you agree with me that great is the Lord and greatly to be praised? I know I see this wonderful, wonderful table prepared for us as we reflect on all the sacrifices that Christ made, as we prepare our hearts and our minds for the Lord's Supper after the message today. And I cannot help but think, where would we all be without God on our side? Amen. As we say every week, we're so glad that you are here. This is where we get to sing songs. We get to just lean back into the arms of God. We hear a word from him. We hear scripture. And we, we leave with our minds transformed and our lives changed. What we also say every week is that on your table, there's an envelope. And inside that envelope, there's a card. On the front of the card, it says, love, serve, and engage. When I think about how much God loves me, it's easy for me to share love that he's given to me with others. Right? You too? And we also are to take our time, our talents, our treasures, our resources to serve others. In this church, we do that inside the walls of this church and outside the walls of this church a lot. But I guess as you're praying this week, that's something that you could pray over. Lord, here are my hands, here's my feet, here's my heart. Use me and engage. That's what we have to do. We have to engage with others in this hurt and hurting world and share the message of salvation, the free, priceless gift of God. On the back of the card, please let us know that you're here Please write a praise report or a prayer request and drop it in the baskets at the rear of the room. Also on your table, there are monthly announcements, a lot of exciting things going on at Christ the Cornerstone in the month of October. Please take time to read it. On the back of the announcement card, you will find sermon notes. I've loved, 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 loved this sermon series and hope that you have too. The Book of Acts very powerful messages in the book of Acts, how we as disciples of Christ can lead a disciplined life. So write down notes, 
and promise me that you'll all call Pastor Roger at 9 a.m. Tuesday morning to ask him questions about right. the sermon. Right, right, Pastor? Right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and if this is your first time here, please don't, um, please don't leave without stopping by Connect Central. We'll offer you a small gift. If you've been here for a while and you need resources for yourself or to share with others, You'll find some of that, those things there in Connect Central. Pastor Vaughn or a member of his team will meet with you there. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. And welcome. Amen. Thank you, Freya. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Wonderful to see all of you. And welcome online if you're visiting with us online or worshiping with us online. Uh, we are so glad that you're with us, uh, with us today. You know, at this time, I call it our stewardship moment. We look at the ways, that, as Fran said, we love, we serve, and engage. And just want to want to put a plug in there for one of the opportunities that you have to engage to with others in a small group. And we have a new small group that has begun by uh, Noel and Angela Williams, and uh, it's it's for couples, uh, husbands and wives. And if if you're not in a small group and you'd like to be in one, you can check out the table that's in the back or that's in the mall area, and uh, get some more information there and get uh, in contact with Noel and Angela uh, as that group is, is beginning. It's a great opportunity. I want to take, I sent out an email on Wednesday this week announcing a change in our leadership uh, for our senior center. You know, many of you may not know that we do have a senior center. We've had a senior center for 30 years at Christ the Cornerstone. Now, 30 years ago, we were not even in this place we were, we were not, certainly not in this building, and we weren't even in the mall area 30 years ago. Uh, this, this church began, a little church a couple miles behind me uh, in Kirkwood, and uh, the Kirkwood United Methodist Church, and Vicki Ponce began, had a vision and began a ministry there that became our senior center today. And uh, we're, we're changing leadership within the senior center. We just want to take uh, time this morning to acknowledge and to thank Vicki for her leadership and her ministry with us, and I encourage you to uh, continue to reach out to Vicky and pray for her in this transition and uh, be the church that you are to Vicky through this transition. And so we want to thank her for that. Uh, finally, as we uh, think about our stewardship to love and serve and engage, we have scriptures that just keep us focused on uh, what we're doing and how we do it. And today's scripture that I'd like us to read together is helps us focus on the love that we have. So let's read uh, this verse together. It comes from John 3.16 and verse 17. Let's read this out loud together, if you would, please. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. Amen. Let's stand together and continue worshiping God this morning and, and as I offer this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for Your presence with us today. Thank You, Jesus, for being with us. Thank You for inhabiting the praises of Your people. You're not just around us. You're not in a building or in a space. You live in the praises of your people. Come and live in us this morning, Jesus. 
refresh us. We need your refreshment. We need your healing in this world. And God, there are many times that we just walk through uh, the, the, the mundane activities of a day and, and we don't pause to reflect on who we're with and who we are. We are your children. You give us breath that gives us life. So as we stand before you this morning and we sing these songs and we reflect on who you are, come and live in us. All through the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Trust is hard for us sometimes, isn't it? But God is someone we can always trust.
I sought. I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered. I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered. I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered. That's why I trust Him. That's why I trust Him. I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered. I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered.
God, we trust in you. The one who will never leave, who's promised to never leave and never forsake us. And Lord, today we thank you that you are right here in this room with us and you've invited us into your holy place. Because where you are is holy ground. So God, we worship you today. Standing in this place with our hands lifted high, bowed before you in worship.
Because you've invited us to come today to be in your presence, we want to make room for everything that you want to do in us. We open ourselves to you today, God. Holy Spirit, convict us, change us, move us to where you want us to be. We make this declaration today, God, that we make room for you.
surrender to you today, Lord. Now, when we make a bold declaration like, I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, we have to know that that's bold. Because what we're really saying is, what we're not saying actually is, I will make room for you to do whatever you want except this. I will make room for the Holy Spirit to clean out anything in my life except for and when we draw those lines in the sand and we say God you can do anything except for then we limit what he can do in us and through us not only individually but as a church and as the church so when we say God we make room for you to do whatever you want to understand that God does not go by our agenda His thoughts, the book of Isaiah say, are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. So when we make a declaration that God, Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, all of it, we want you to come today and mess us up. We want you to come today, God, and just mess us up. That's a bold declaration. But it's one that God can work with. So, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would continue to move as Pastor Roger comes today to bring the message. And, Lord, as we talk about healing, and as we, in a few moments, spend some time around the table of communion and and take time to, to lay hands on and pray for people who need to be healed today. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move in a powerful way in this room. Maybe even someone who's watching us online, either today or maybe weeks or months down the line, would sense an anointing of the Holy Spirit today and be healed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do in this house. Because there's joy in your presence. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
to invite our young people, if you'll come up here on the platform with me, kids. Uh, kids, would you come up here and, and, and let's talk a little bit? I know we got you know, some of your down drawing things. I'll let you go back to your tables to draw, continue drawing, but come on up if you would, please. And uh, All right, here comes Rowan. Thank you, Rowan, for being the brave first one. Pick it up here. And Catherine, I need some more. Do you want Nolan up here? Is Nolan, does Nolan have permission to get up here? Hey, Nolan, you want to come up? We need more. All right, we got, tell me your name. Nico, very good. Thanks, Nico. That's good. You didn't use it. No, you just hopped right up on the thing because you got great big, strong, long legs. All right. Well, we were, you do a lot of push-ups? You don't like push-ups. Neither do I. Hey, I want to kneel down. Hey, Nolan, how are you? Come over here. There you go. Sit down. Sit down. While we were just praying, I just had this sense that God wanted us to, to kneel and pray. But, here's, I don't know why, but sometimes God gives me these ideas, and, it's, it's, and, and there's nothing wrong with the idea, and it's good to, to follow the ideas that God puts in our mind. And uh, there you go. Thanks, Catherine, big sister, bossing, bossing me around. Get used to it. And, I, and your shirt, you got to, depending on, <laughs> get used to it, Catherine. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Uh, so, let's let's say a little prayer. Would you would you pray with me? I'll say some words, and then you can you can repeat it after me, and you can all join me in this prayer also. Let's do that together. Dear God, thank you for being with us today. As we listen to you this morning and read your scriptures, teach us. And give us faith to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want us to read read a scripture this morning. It comes from the book of Acts, uh, chapter 14. So let's jump right right to that. Acts chapter 14. And it's a short scripture, and then I want us to act it out. Okay? So you've got to listen to the scripture and then, and then we'll act it out. And if there's some kids that didn't come up here and you still want to join us to act this out, I invite you to come with us. Nolan's bored already. Let's read this together. While they were in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas... It's okay, Catherine. He's fine. He's going to go where he wants to go. While they were in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. A man with crippled feet. He was, had been born that way. So he never walked. And he was sitting and listening as Paul preached. And Paul, looking straight at him, Paul realized that he had faith to be healed. So Paul called out to him in a loud voice, Stand up! There you go. And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. Okay, so here comes Nolan again. Stand up, Nolan! <laughs> He's like, I don't understand this, but Pastor Roger, you're starting a precedent that you're going to regret. Good to see. You. Okay, who wants to pretend to be a lame man? Born. Yeah. All right. All right. So sit over there. Does anybody want to pretend to be Paul, who tells him to stand up, or should I do that? You want to be Paul? All right, Nico, come on over here. And and Catherine, you pretend to be another lame person. Okay. You you were born and you couldn't. You couldn't walk. Your feet just don't work. Okay? 
Can you imagine that? How old are you, Rowan? Nine. How old are you, Catherine? Eight. For nine years, you never walked. Look at, look at, look at Nolan hopping up and, and going right after it. You couldn't do that. This man couldn't do that for, for all of his life. Right. And then, and then somebody's got to come with, when you want to go someplace, somebody's got to come and carry you to go there. And, and I don't know how they did that. Right. You can imagine how bad that was. So one day, Paul came. Come on, Nico. Come stand beside me right over here. And he was telling others of Jesus. And, and that man looked at Paul. Look at Paul. Stare at Paul. And you're listening to him. And you're thinking, this guy can make me walk. He can make me walk. And you believe that and you trust that. And all of a sudden, he looks at you. Look at, look at Rowan. Now look at Catherine. Look him in the eyes. Look him in the eyes. No, I don't know you. It's weird. It's awkward. <laughs> and then Paul saw that in his eyes was the, was the, the conviction or, or the, the faith or the belief that he could make me walk. And so then Paul shouts out, Stand up as loud as you can. Stand up. Good. And they got up and they walked. Yay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. In the name of Jesus. Simple story this morning. Well, you can go back to your seats now. Thanks for helping. Thanks, Nolan. (laughs) Oh, wait. Let me go catch Nico. (laughs) Hey, Nico. Oh, there he is. All right. Good. Thank you. I thought Nico was running out to a a class, but the kids are staying with us today. I was the one who was wrong. All right. So, very simple, very simple scripture this morning that we're looking at about healing. And that certainly is our topic today as we talk about finding our place in the kingdom of God. What is your place in the kingdom of God? Last week, we talked about our place in the kingdom of God, Jesus sending us out. And I know that we've been in this series for many, many weeks, but the series has changed in its emphasis. It's changed from looking at different people to see what part they played in the kingdom of God. Now, we're switching it out, and I'm saying, how is God sending you out to play your part? So I've given you this little brochure. It's on the tables. It's on the, on the, on the chairs beside you. Uh, I apologize. It's, it's not online, but I'll be mailing it out in a couple of weeks. Let's take this, uh, grab this and open it up. And I just want to read the, the center column of, of this brochure to remind you of the things that you can do right here at Christ the Cornerstone to play your part in the kingdom of God. These are very practical things. And God doesn't just tell us it's a good idea to go play my part. God has given you hands and feet, a brain. He's given you uh, uh, the ability to speak, the ability to do things. Last week I said, who knows how to fix a coffee maker? And we had, we had, we had two people fighting over... Who's going to repair the coffee maker? Praise God! <laughs> and and un- unfortunately, the guy that got there first grabbed it and took it, and the guy that was also told he could help it went to go get it, and it was gone. There's a little bit of disappointment. <laughs> 
But, uh, but praise God, and what we discovered is that the coffee maker is unfixable. Well, we needed somebody to look at it. Somebody played their part. We discovered that, that looking at it, all the parts that needed to be repaired and, and ordered cost, cost only $100 less than a new machine. So you know what we did. We said, well, forget that. The other thing is that as they cleaned it out and they got all the lime scale and all that stuff out of it, they realized what we'd been drinking. <laughs> all that time. Now, now, don't get mad at me because if you go home and you look inside your water heater at your house, you're going to find the same thing. So, so don't worry about it and you're doing the same thing. But, you know, all that lime and the scale and stuff that gets loosened up and then it gets back into the water because you've taken it apart. All this. So we've got a new coffee maker coming. The one that's out there now that made your coffee this morning is beautiful. Because <laughs> the new one's not here yet. Anyway, you're playing your part. Very simple thing. Well, how, how is fixing a coffee maker or, or figuring out that we need to buy a new one playing your part in the kingdom of God? Well, how is it not? Because when you come in here and, and, and we're able to offer coffee to you, it makes you feel good. It says, welcome here. And we want you to be here. We want you to be comfortable. And that's playing your part. I just said to the children here, while I was praying I trusted the idea that came to my head. I said, okay, I'm praying to you, God. I trust in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. While I'm praying, this thought comes into my mind. Why would I not think that that thought is from God? So I'm going to trust that and I'm going to act on it. God says, when you get the children up there, kneel down and pray with them. But God, that's just kind of a silly thing to do. Why do you want me to do that? Just kneel down and pray with them. And so we practice being obedient to the the thoughts and the ideas and the instructions that God gives to us. Now, if God had told me, if if the thought in my mind was something that goes against God's Scripture, obviously I can say, no, 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 that one's not from God. But kneeling down to pray to God with children? There's nothing in Scripture that would prohibit that. So let's, so let's do it. So let's look at this column here. We, we have ways that you can participate in, the, in, the, in, in ministry here. In, this, in the middle column there, we'll just run through this one section. But I want you to take this home and, and look at all of these things and check off all the things. You say, I have the ability to do that. I'm not asking you to commit to it. I'm just asking you to recognize, do I have the ability to do this? The answer is yes. Check it off. Can you, a home visitor, to visit persons, people who can't get out of their homes, to pray with them and encourage them and just keep them connected to the body of Christ, to the church. Can you do that? Could you prepare simple meals and deliver them to people recovering from an illness or at a, t- at a time when they need help? Could you write a card to somebody and send it for encouragement or sympathy or to celebrate an anniversary or a birth or a graduation? Could you do that? Could you make a phone call to encourage somebody and, and invite them to come to church or remind them, hey, we're having a picnic this weekend. Can you do that? Check it. To pray for others, to be a prayer warrior, 
Maybe that's a passion that God's given you. Or, or maybe you're saying, I don't pray very much and I need some help. Maybe I need to make a commitment to do this so that, uh, so that I can learn better how to be a prayer warrior. Can you do that? Do you drive? Do you have some time that, that you could give? We're not asking you to make a commitment or a promise that every week you're going to take three hours out of your week to drive people to the doctors. No, no, no. We just want you to be on a list so that when somebody calls us and says, I can't get to the doctor, we've got some people that we could call and say, hey, do you have time next Wednesday at this time to take so-and-so to the doctor? Would you do that? Or to bring them to church or whatever. Can you do that? Could you, would you be willing to go visit in the hospital? Pastor Vaughn will teach you how to do that. If you're, well, I don't know if I could do that. Now, some of you can't do that. And if you can't do that, I don't want you to do it. Some of you, well, just get out of the bed, would you? It's probably not the one that we want to go to the hospital. But then again, sometimes that's the message that needs to, <laughs> needs to be said in our media department. You have an interest in photography? You want to run a camera? We got two cameras here that have chairs on them that are empty. We just need somebody to to take that camera and zoom in on me because sometimes I need a close-up. Sometimes at home they want to see the whiskers on my face. I don't know why, but maybe they do. Maybe you you understand sound systems or you you want to learn about that and you're kind of technical and you want to work with our sound uh, as an audio tech. Or be an online host. Thank you all for being uh, being online. Some of you who are online have been online for two years or, or longer, and maybe some of you can be a host online. Instead of just visiting and worshiping online, you can be one of the people who, who helps uh, interact with people and take attendance and offer prayers for others who are watching online too. That's something that you can do online. A pro presenter Set up. Pro Presenter is just the software that we use that, that puts the images up on the screen and gives us the ability to put the, the, the lyrics up there and to put my name up there nicely like that. And if, if you're technical with a computer and want to learn how to do that, we'd love for you to do that. Video editing and just taking pictures. You know, one of the, some of you have been part of Christ the Cornerstone from its very beginning, as I mentioned, uh, Vicki Ponce and, and, and being here for more than 30 years. We have pictures, and we used to have people that would just take snapshots of of people so that in our database we have a picture beside your name that helps us get to know who you are. Some of those pictures are 30 years old. We need an update. So, I'm asking you right now, room's too dark, but I want you to send me a selfie. Not a selfie that you're proud of. <laughs> a selfie that you say, "Hey, that's that's nice." So email it to me or whatever. Send me a selfie so we can update our database. So we can get. It. And if you know I don't have your picture, I'd love to have your picture. If it's just you and your spouse or or your family, if it's a big picture and big enough, we'll cut it. You know, whatever. What what can you do to play your part in the kingdom of God? Yeah, I can send a selfie. So what I want you to do is take this home, pray about it, and then there's a section here that says, "Pick out your top three things." That, that you would very seriously consider doing if we called you to do it. And uh, say, yes, I'll, I'll check my calendar if I can do that. Or yes, I'll be there at that time. Tear off that part. Fill out those top three things. Tear it off. Put it in one of the baskets as we're giving here. Now, maybe some of you did that last week. And you're looking at it again and God's saying to you, oh, I, already, uh, I could do that. I didn't check that off. 
uh, and I didn't put it in, but I've already turned it in. I said, no, I'm giving you a second chance. Next week I'll give you a third chance, and then next week I'll give you a fourth chance to, to fill it out. And if you send in one every week, yay. Anyway, what is your part that we're playing? Talking about healing this morning. We acted out this thing of healing. I want to go through two scriptures. One comes from Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And this is what it said. Jesus traveled. It's Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, announcing the good news about the kingdom. And He healed every kind of sickness and disease. If you were to make a list of the kinds of sickness and disease, what would that list look like? I think it would be pretty long. I think it would include things far beyond the physical world. I think it would be I think it would include mental illness. I think it would include spiritual things. I think it would include broken relationships that need to be reconciled. I think it would include financial things. We have financial. I think it would include social ills, as we call them in our world. It would include, for sure, racism and, and all kinds of every other ism that we, that we struggle with as people. Jesus comes to heal every kind of sickness and disease. And if Jesus does this, don't you think that the body of Christ will also be doing these things? Don't you think? And, and, and let's, so, so Jesus healed, and so shall we. We need a, a, the phone call that I sent out. It went out uh, on Friday this past week. The phone call that I sent out, again, here's another plug. If you don't get my phone call and you want to get my phone call that has an encouraging message to it, I only get two minutes to do a sermon on Friday, Thursday or Friday nights. And I know many of you just, oh, that's Pastor Roger. I mean, I, I know what it says, so I don't listen to it when it comes on my phone. But, uh, well, sometimes I do, just to see how good I am. But, um, yeah, thanks for laughing, because I'm really not that conceited, I hope. I said in this last week's message, make room, as we just sang. We've got to make room for, for recognizing that God is and can and will and desire do the miraculous thing among us. I know that in our culture here in America and, and in our world today, we get so focused on science, There's not a conflict between faith and science. There's not. God created what science looks at. And and science is only our human observation of the much greater thing that God created. And science does not answer every question. And a scientist that, that thinks that that I can't look at faithful things, I can't look at things I don't understand. That scientist is not really a scientist because that scientist has created a box. And he says that this is the way you do science. And everything that we discover is within these thoughts and these realms. And yes, we have practices and procedures, but if the scientist doesn't think that there's something outside of my scientific practice, he will never discover anything new. 
So the scientist has got to think outside of that scientific box in order to discover something new. Yes, there are practices and procedures and precision in science. That's what it's about. But it's describing what God has created already. It's not a conflict between faith and science. If Jesus wants to do miraculous healings then, His body is going to still do the same thing today. So we, the body of Christ, better be about the work that Jesus did when He was here because we are His body here today. We've got to be praying for healing for others. That's the point. Let's also to go to John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. And when we go to John chapter 14, I want you to always remember in, in, in the book of John, in the chapters between, uh, between 12 and probably 16, four chapters at least, is, the, is John telling us what Jesus said on the night when he was betrayed and arrested. That entire chapter is Jesus. We've got our communion table here this morning. That entire, the, the, that entire section, several chapters, is what Jesus' last final words to his disciples. Now put that in a context. They're sitting around the table, fellowshipping together. The disciples have no clue. Jesus knows very well what's happening. Don't you think it's going to be an intimate and an important thing to say? Yes. And don't you think that after the disciples go through those experiences that they just had through all that night, and then Jesus is resurrected, they're trying to make sense of all these things. Don't you think that they would remember fairly accurately? Don't you remember having that last meal? We didn't know it was the last meal with Jesus. But let's think about that. Let's talk about it. What did Jesus say to us during those times? They're going to pay attention to it. So let's pay attention to what Jesus says in John chapter 14. And He says to them, beginning with verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in Me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to the Father. You can ask for anything in My name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Yes, praise God. Now, I know what all of you are thinking. You're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. There have been many times that I have asked God to do things and I have not seen the answer. Keep faith. Trust God. God is not a liar. Our understanding is the limitation. God is not limited. Trust God. Hang together. 
as the people of God. Praying for, encouraging, lifting up one another. Yes, commiserating with one another. Having sympathy and empathy for one another. But keep faith in God. He is not a liar. We still can come. Last night, one of the conversations I had after the service, the person said to me, I have this problem. I know that I've been healed from cancer. But what I don't know is if I'm going to remain healed of cancer because I know what happens in this human body. This human body wears out. Every one of them is going to wear out. Is it okay for me to continue to pray, God, keep healing me from cancer? I said, I see nothing wrong with that prayer. Do you, Pastor Vaughn? I agree. Keep praying. Yes. So we keep coming back to God. And, and, and after we take communion this morning, and I'll remind you, I want us to, to ask for healing for what, kids, teenagers, adults, whatever age you are, ask for healing. And we've got four stations here in the room uh, 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 where the candles are, where there are going to be people. And you can go there and they, they'll ha- they have oil and they will... Make, uh, anoint you with oil in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit and pray for your healing and we will see miracles happen. God hears our prayer. Let me read this Scripture again. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in Me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. So you can ask for anything in my name and I do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. There is a purpose to your healing. Remember this. Your healing is not a dead end. Your healing is not the end of of the process for which God has healed you. It is a means to a greater end. Your healing becomes a testimony of the power of God. How many times has how many times has has Jesus healed somebody before he says before it's my time don't tell anybody that I've healed you how many times did the people in the bible not do what Jesus said no they went out and it was obvious that they were healed who healed you that man Jesus remember what we pre- what I preached last week Through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for sins. And along with forgiveness of sins comes healing. And along with healing comes forgiveness of sins. Receive both of them. And and don't ask for healing as a dead end to bless you. Because your healing has the purpose of giving glory to God. So say, thank you, Jesus, for healing. And and claim the healing that has not yet happened in your life because you have faith. Jesus, I trust in you to bring healing to me. Take away this, this illness in my body. Take away the pain. And I'll give the glory to you because that's where it belongs, God. And, and I walk around or, or, or I breathe healthy because you have healed me. And in God there is no time. 
So it's as if it has already been done. So thank the Lord for the healing that He has brought to you. And in our perspective, He is bringing to you. I know that this is hard for us as as human beings to understand because it's painful when, when we ask God to do something and we don't see what we expect God to do. Don't lose hope in God. Let me close with this with this story. It was Dr. He was a missionary, Dr. Eric McLaughlin, a missionary to Burundi, one of the poorest nations on the planet. And after years of watching, get this statistic, one out of seven patients die. We've got some physicians that are part of our church. And one out of seven patients die. Now the truth is, every patient dies. <laughs> but, but we need to see success. And so he was getting discouraged after years of watching one out of seven patients die it was hard for him to hold on to hope. And he tells the story of Odette, a young woman who was hospitalized with a kidney failure. And Odette's family pooled their money together to send her off to a specialist in another city. And and long-term dialysis was not an option, so Dr. McLaughlin knew that and wondered if even the expense of such a trip would be worth the effort. And Dr. McLaughlin writes this, I fear to hope sometimes. That's lost hope. I fear to hope. Fear does not come from God. So when we fear to hope, we've got to get back to God. Love casts out all fear. Come to God. And His love will cast out the fear and give you hope. Dr. McLaughlin was discouraged. He even feared to hope. And he says, My recent weeks have been filled with tragedies like Odette's. And more than that, there had been several times when it seemed like someone was going to recover, but then suddenly died. And he says, he quotes from Proverbs 13.12 that says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And amid his lament and his doubt, at that time, on that day, when he was lamenting the most, he got a phone call. On the other end of the phone was another doctor. Happens to be his a, a former student of Dr. McLaughlin, who now was a physician in the hospital where Odette had been sent. Dr. McLaughlin did not know that. So his friend called back and said, Good morning, doctor. I want to let you know that we have been caring for Odette. And he admits we have not been able to do much. But some fluids and careful observation have resulted in her kidneys returning almost to normal. And we're sending her home today. I just thought you would want to know that. Praise the Lord. Who received a healing on that day? One person or two at least? Odette and Dr. McLaughlin, don't lose hope. Not only was Odette healed, but he says, I heard the news from someone I had helped train for his current job. The good news arrived precisely when I was sitting there thinking about how afraid I was to hope. 
And the idea that God was present was no longer a theory. It was real. It was sudden. And in a moment, the revealing of this story filled me with tearful joy and a renewed hope. God does that for us. As we take communion this morning, I'm inviting you to come to bring your requests for healing. And let us pray together. If you want to pray alone, you're certainly welcome after you receive communion to come and kneel here. Share your prayer requests online. There will be people at the, at the, at the candles, I almost said crosses, at the candles in the, in the corners of the room uh, where you can go uh, and they can pray for you specifically. Let them do that for you. Let them do that for you. We need all kinds of healing. We need to be the body of Christ. You need to be sent out. And I encourage you, if there are other, if you see one of those little bottles of oil, of anointing oil, you may take that home with you in order to, to use and to pray with others so that they also may receive healing. Gather, grab a, a, at least a third person uh, in, in that. So there are three of you uh, praying for the healing of, of someone else. Well, let's get on with communion. I invite those who are going to uh, assist in communion this morning, if you will come now and as we prepare. And uh, let's, let's stand together as we say the Apostles' Creed together and prepare ourselves. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. As you come to receive communion this morning, I encourage you to come down one of the aisles. There will be, uh, at the end of the aisle, there will be uh, two people here at the altar table, two stations here. Come to one of them, receive communion. There will be a station at the end of the stairs to your right and the end of the stairs to your left. You can come down any of those aisles. Uh, we've got uh, prepackaged communion uh, that, that has been untouched by human hands. Struggling, struggling for words. <laughs> and gluten-free uh, prepackaged communion will be here on the table. So if you need either of those, please come to the center aisle and come forward to, to take one of those. But let's, let's pray as we receive this. When you receive the bread, open your hands. Uh, let, the, let, receive, let the server put a piece of the bread in your hands. Then you take that bread, dip part of it into the juice, and then you may eat it. That's called intinction, big Latin word for dipping. <laughs> but it sounds better. It sounds more spiritual. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. And we remember that night when Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks to you. And he broke the bread. And he gave it to your disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. And he 
gave thanks to you and he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this, whenever you eat this, do it and remember what I have done for you. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come upon us, come upon these who are gathered here. Forgive us our sins and let us remember the forgiveness that you give to us in these moments when we pray and ask for healing. Let us also confess our sins and trust in you. If we come, God, to ask healing for ourselves, bring it. If we come, God, to ask healing for others, bring the healing to those for whom we pray. We trust you this morning, Jesus. In your holy name, amen. Give us just a moment to disperse the, the bread and the, and the juice, and then we'll be ready.
this morning, as Pastor said, over here in different areas of the sanctuary, if you've come to this place today with a physical need, that you need healing, that you need God to move in your life, that you need a miracle today, as the story that we looked at from Scripture today, God heals bodies. Do you believe that today? God heals bodies. He heals spirits. He heals souls. And he's given us an opportunity to do that, to come to these stations today. So we're going to pray a prayer, and when you need to go, you can go. But we're going to continue to worship up here for a few minutes, and the altar is still open. And there are folks still at the prayer stations that are prepared to meet you and pray for healing in your life today. God, as we worship you, as we leave this place today, as your spirit goes with us, God, we thank you that we are never out of your sight And we ask you in the name of Jesus to work healing in this place, in bodies, in spirits, in in finances, in relationships. Lord, let your miracle working power be evident in this place today, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. As we said, we're going to continue to worship here for a few minutes. And uh, please seek out prayer before you go. And you are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is